Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Last Rock, 8th end, up by 2. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm white. I don't think you are either. Oh, oh. It's clean. Oh, don't oh. kill it, Ben. Don't kill it. Line's really good. Right on the button, guys. Right here, Last guys. stone for Kevin Martin. They want it on the button. The sweepers are watching it. Fans are on their feet. Kevin Martin goes out. As a champion, cuts him to one. He will win his final Grand Slam, taking the Players' Championship. Talk about putting an exclamation mark at the end of a career. All he had to do was cut him down. Kevin Martin can celebrate. He is a champion. Well, we better get the show underway before I keep getting lambasted, okay, by uh, Warren <laughs> Hi again, everybody. It's Jungle Jim Jerome coming at you with our second show of the year, but it's our first with a Grand Slam event. And, uh, boy, we really are looking forward to all sorts of stuff. We've got our two pundits, World Curling Hall of Famers. The best guy to ever press his toes into the rubber hack, okay, Kevin Martin. <laughs> and the best guy to ever hack on curling if it's not what he wants. <laughs> Warren oh, Hansen. Really? <laughs> are you gonna play nice this year, Warren, on the show? Are you gonna are you gonna play nice? Just say it the way it is, Jim. That's all. <laughs> okay. Kev, how are you doing? Your uh, do you have your chops back? It's your first uh, broadcast in a while. How's it going? What a terrific city to curl in, North Bay. The crowd, the whole city, actually. If you go to the store, go to a restaurant, go anywhere you want, uh, they're really into it. So it's a real joy, Jimmy, to uh, to be here, and everybody's having a blast. The ice is good, so it's making for some pretty good entertainment. And you are at the Grand Slam of Curling event in North Bay, the Boost National. And uh, we're going to talk all about it, how it's breaking down. Uh, I've been watching a bunch of it. It's really good. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. They're back with us once again this year, bringing you Inside Curling. Thank you to Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, and Nestle Boost. This features the top 16 men's team and top 16 women's teams. They've been playing in a four-pool round robin since Tuesday. And the top eight in each division have now advanced to the final playoff. That starts on Saturday, so... Is that eight women's team and eight men's, weren't? Am I reading that right? Am I doing a good job? That's correct, Jim, but we're not quite down to eight yet because there's going to be some tiebreakers that Kevin's going to tell us about. Right on. Kev, you're on the ground, and uh, it's, it's, it's been really good. Tell us, tell us about your thoughts so far, Kev, going into the weekend. Well, I think we should clear up the, uh, the pools because uh, traditionally when you have a pool event, yep. you'll play the teams from inside of your pool. But yes. in this case, it's actually four teams in each pool, but you don't play any of the teams in your pool. You play teams from another pool. So pool A are playing the four teams from pool D, and the four Bs are playing the four Cs. And that way you play a four-game round robin. 
And then after you're done the round robin, which concluded tonight, you have the teams that have made the playoffs. Now, if there's ties, then, of course, you play tomorrow morning, which is Saturday morning at 8 a.m., to Mm -hmm. get through the tiebreakers and into the quarterfinals, uh, which start at noon Eastern. Okay, I think I got that. As my mom used to say when we were swimming, get out of the pool! Get out of the pool! (laughs) 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 And what about the curling itself, Kevin? This is everyone's first event. Uh, What's your takeaway? Yeah, you know what, though? Some of the teams have played in other events, but when it comes to a Grand Slam, this is the first one of the year. But you're right. Some of the teams haven't played much, and there's a little bit of rust. Other teams have played six, seven events already and have been curling for a month and a half for almost two months. So so that's kind of interesting. The ice has been fantastic, as usual, at a Grand Slam. We've been at North Bay before. We're here for the Masters in 2019. So the ice makers know what they're doing with this particular building. Now, we did have some rain yesterday, which always makes it exciting because that adds humidity in the building, which, of course, adds to frost in the building, which makes it a little bit tricky for ice makers. But they've just done a great job, and the curling's been fantastic. Even the last couple of ends, you know, we talk about this uh, quite often with Warren, that the ice can get kind of flat and heavy, but that's just not the case. It was holding right up to 14 and a half, 14, 7, uh, hog to hog, even at the end of the game. So the ice has been very conducive to shot making late, which you've just got to love. And that's why you see, I think, for the most part, the cream is rising to the top and and it'll be a, a great playoffs in the next uh, next couple of days, Saturday and Sunday. A bunch of new teams have been put together, as we uh, you know recall from last year, when everyone was breaking up like a bad high school relationship. <laughs> so there's a bunch of new teams on the ice. Warren, before we talk about that and get to the teams, uh, what are your thoughts, uh, first of all, on the whole pool system in the playoff format and the round robin? I think that's an interesting approach. I, I wasn't totally sure myself exactly what they were doing and how they were doing it, but Kevin's explanation uh, makes some sense, and that's a different way of approaching it, though. So it's interesting. And I think the biggest challenge that the Grand Slam has is time, and of course they had to start Tuesday to go through this whole process. So I think the one they're using here is good. I, I like the triple knockout approach as well because that's pretty clean and maybe a little tighter, but uh, it's an interesting way of doing things, and uh, I think it's good. Great. Uh, Kev, I watched the Holman Jones uh, game last night, and uh, those are those are all new teams, different people, different places uh, that they've all come from. What say you, Kev, about these new teams? Break it down for us and how you think they're playing. Well, Jim, you know, uh, for the most part, uh, the Canadian teams, other than on the men's side, Colton Flash, um, they've stayed the same, and on the women's side, you've got Carrie Anderson and Krista McCarville. But other than that, I think every team has changed. <laughs> it's it's more the norm to be changing than to stay the same. Um, a lot of the European teams have, for the most part, stayed the same. But you've got Benoit Schwartz uh, joining uh, Yannick Schwaller. That seems to be a very strong combination. They ended up losing, but I, I think they're going to have a very strong team in the end. But you know what? It's been very interesting being able to watch. Now, you know, team uh, Nicodine, of course, they've got the same team. Bruce Mowat, this is a kind of interesting story. They didn't qualify for the playoffs. Bobby Lammy actually, uh, while practicing r- recently, ended up kind of tripping, slipping on on a divider and ended up breaking his hand. Oh, no. So he, he did actually play, but held the broom. When you don't have Bobby Lammy sweeping, 
you know, it, it changes your your team dynamics. So that was kind of interesting what's going on. But for the most part, Jimmy, uh, it's going to be a year of all these teams kind of feeling it out, having all these new players and new combinations. And in the case of uh, Rachel Holman, to your mm-hmm. point, and Tracy Fleury holding the broom, calling the game, but not throwing the last ones, which she has done for forever. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Rachel Holman, who's always held the broom and watched the rock come down all in. And she is throwing the last ones, but she's not holding the broom. Then you got Emma Miskew, who's been a third forever, now throwing second. And Sarah Wilkes, who's been throwing third or second, now lead. So you're right. It's going to be a year of at least the first few months of these teams getting used to each other, getting used to these the new format of their team, the chemistry, the dynamics, the communication. That's quite visible. Um with uh, Jennifer Jones' mm-hmm. team, there's a lot of steps that need to be done. And so it's, it's really quite exciting. I've really enjoyed this event for that reason, watching all these different combinations. And some seem to be working pretty good, and others are are struggling a bit. And I guess that's expected. I'm watching that Holman team today, and really seems to be uh, kind of tense. Like There seems to be real communication issues. I'm not sure um, what's going on there, but I think we're going to have to sort some things out uh, do you notice that, Kevin? You you feel the same way about that? Definitely, but not just on Rachel's team, on lots of teams. Yeah, Crothers too. Yeah, when you get into big competitions and there's all this combinations, but you're you're playing the best teams in the world and you really want to play your best, but some of these teams just not ready to play their best yet because they don't know each other well enough. And, you know, it's going to take some time, And but I think that's okay. I think everybody, you know, Rachel Holman, uh, mentioned to me, I, I did a few interviews with some of the players before it started. And she said, you know, Kevin, um, we're just, we're going to have to be patient. We're going to have to be patient. And I thought that was a great statement for Rachel to make, because I think she's right. That it's really important that all of these new combinations be patient for a while. You know, let everybody get comfortable with each other before you expect to play like you did with your old team after many years. You know, but there are some teams like Kerry Anderson and teams like that and, and the Fujisawa and so on who have been together a long time who are playing at, at a very high level right now and looking really good. I thought the other interest, interesting thing was uh, some new teams from Switzerland that are doing quite well. I look on the women's side, Kaiser, who is a world junior champion in 2015-2019, Bruner, who is the actual Swiss men's champ in 2022, and Hosey, who is also a world junior champion. We haven't seen those teams before. I haven't been able to watch them. What do you think of them? Terenzoni, actually, you didn't mention, who's got a new team, new front end. I shouldn't say a whole team. Right, she does too, new front end, yeah. Her and Alina Petz are, are still together, but now they've got uh, Carol Holver and Briar Schwaller. Of course, uh, got married to Yannick this summer, Schwaller Herleman. But they look really good. They're undefeated. So it's uh, Switzerland, uh, you know, they're doing something right. There's no question they're, uh, they're getting stronger and stronger as a nation, not just in the women's side, but also in the men's now. I can't imagine... Uh Marrying someone you you curl with and then you go home and try and get along. <laughs> How would your wife be to curl with Kev? Oh, we tried it a couple <laughs> times, and uh, we're and, and we're still married, so we didn't try it anymore. <laughs> Warren, Kevin said something that would uh, surprise me, and we've never heard this in a long time: that Bruce Mowat did not make the playoffs. Did you see anything there, Warren? I didn't have a chance to watch Mowat, but not only Mowat, uh, Hasselberg didn't make the playoffs. So uh, two of the strong teams from last year uh, didn't make the playoffs. So pretty interesting in both cases. 
Uh, Kev, so let's talk about the teams that have qualified. Uh, you mentioned a bunch here uh, going into the weekend. Um, what do you think? Who's going to win? First of all, let, let's start here with the tiebreakers. So tomorrow morning, Saturday morning at 8 a.m., you've got uh, Jennifer Jones taking on Chelsea Carey in a tiebreak. You've got Unji Gim against Tabitha Peterson from the U.S. in another tiebreak. Caitlin Laws and Isabella Verano in another tiebreak. So very strong teams. Those are wicked teams. Mm-hmm. Now, Fujisawa at 4-0 is waiting for one of the winners. Now, Jim, we don't know who goes into what slot depending on who wins the tie breaks. Right. Anderson knows that they're playing Kaiser, and they're on the same side. So Fujisawa, TBA, Anderson, and Kaiser are all on the one side of the quarters. And on the other side, you got Rachel Holman at 3-1 and one waiting for somebody to come out of the tie breaks. And you got Terranzoni at 4-0 and oh waiting for somebody out of the tie breaks. And that's the other side of the section. Okay. Yeah, it's a powerhouse of teams. But you're right, Warren, when you're saying Team Kaiser. I've been watching them pretty close. And, man, do they make a lot of shots. And they're coached. They're Binya Felcher. They're coached by the world champion. What a great coach to have. So, And they're actually uh, curling three-handed. One of the players uh, came down ill and uh, actually went back to Switzerland. So uh, they're playing three-handed, playing great three-handed. They had finished three and one, but they're up against uh, a tough one in Kerry Anderson in the quarters. Oh, oh man, don't don't say someone fell fell ill. <laughs> we, we went through that for three years. Uh, speaking of that, Kev, is it is it all no masks and everything there? No problem? No, 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 no problem. And it's going to be a great crowd on the weekend. So, yeah, really exciting. It's really nice to have everything sort of well, pretty much back to normal. And I think the players like it and the, the fans certainly do, which is fantastic. So what do you see, Warren, going into the weekend? Well, first of all, I think Kevin and I should make some picks, and since he's there in the ground, he should go first. So he should probably pick his favorites and then maybe some long shots, and then I'll do the same. All right. On the women's side, we'll go to the men's next. On the women's side, I have to pick Fujisawa. They look really good. You know, Fuji, she she draws, and her soft game is so, so strong. Got to pick them. Another favorite, I really have to go with Terranzoni, and that's hard for me to do when they've got a brand-new front end. But boy, they just not—they're not missing a step, you know. My two picks are Fujisawa and Terranzoni. As a long shot, you know what? I'm gonna—I'm gonna pick those young kids, Kaiser. They've been so impressive, but I, I understand they have to play Anderson, so that's a—that's a big ask to try to beat Kerry. But they're playing really, really well. I won't argue with you on the two first picks. I think Fujisawa and Terranzoni uh, have to be the favorites uh, for so many reasons. From what I've been able to see, and I haven't watched them all, but I'd have to take as uh, my second choices would probably be Einerson and Jones. I think both have stumbled a little, but they've certainly got the capabilities, and Jones particularly at the event she won earlier in the year. Uh, you got to give her a shot. So I'll go with the same two top runners as Kevin and my long shots, Einerson and Jones. Kev, you mentioned Hasselborg and Mowat not making the playoffs. Would they be concerned about it, Kev, or is it like kind of early in the year going, oh, well, you know, we, we tried. No big deal. No big deal. Well, in the case of Bruce and company, whenever you have an injury, um, like a broken right. hand in, in Bobby Lammy's case, you know, that, that really puts your team in trouble. Bobby Lammy's an all-star sweeper, but he can't sweep. So Bruce Mowat's had to do all the sweeping, and Bobby Lammy's been holding the broom. So that's a big change. So I don't think we want to look much at mm-hmm. that. And with Anna Hasselborg, um, 
Sarah, Sarah McManus is, uh, is, is, is quite pregnant. I'm not sure how many months in. She won't be playing for too many more months. So, you know, there's all of that. But, you know, this is the, t- this is the year. The year after the Olympics is, you know, if you're going to expand your family, which is absolutely fantastic, I think, um, this is the year to do it. And, uh, but that's going to affect things, obviously, this year. It's first event. Uh, do you see anything you, you would like that sticks out that's interesting or uh, to be concerned about with teams? No, I think, as Kevin suggested, it's, it's very early in a first year of a quad, and so there's lots of uh, strange things taking place. I, I thought in watching the ice there, as Kevin mentioned, is very good, but I think it's very release-sensitive, and you see that on a number of occasions, particularly, I think, if you don't put this, the rock out there pretty positively, it may react pretty quickly from what I've seen. So, But other than that, I think it's uh, pretty normal for what we'd expect for this time of year in the first year of a quad. Before we put a wrap on it, we got to talk about the men's, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Kev, your picks. You can go first. Yeah, there's not as many tie breaks on the men's side. There's only one, Colton Flash against Hosley from Switzerland. They're fighting it out in tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. And the winner of that game gets the joy of playing Nicodine <laughs> at 4-0. and They play each other. And then on the same side, you got Kevin Cooey playing on, uh, taking on Matt Dunstone, both at 3-1. and So that's that side of the draw. On the other side, it's already set. Corey Dropkin playing Brendan Botcher, both at 3-1. and And uh, Brad Gucci against Brunner out of uh, Switzerland as well. So those are your, your matchups. And uh, if you want me to choose my favorites, I certainly like the way <laughs> that uh, Matt Dunstone's playing right now with BJ and Colton Lott and Ryan Harnden. And I, Brad Gushu is making everything as usual. Mm-hmm. So I have to also take Brad as a bit of a long shot. I don't mind uh, taking Colton Flash. They're curling very well. So that's my long shot. So I've got Dunstone Goo mm-hmm. and Flash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I can understand that. You're talking my language, Kev. <laughs> uh, so you, 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 you picked uh, Ryan and the Three Tuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ryan, Ryan and the Three Tuckers. Rhymes with Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to business. Okay, Hanson, your picks. I have to go with the two front runners, Gushu and Eden, um, just because of who they are and and how well they're playing right now and how well they always play. Have what what I've seen, Botcher and Cooey have uh, played pretty good at times. They're a little up and down, so I think they could be close. And I take as my long shot, Dropkin from the U.S. because I've been watching him come along now for a number of years. He's getting better and better, and he's certainly going to be a player of the future. And I think he could have a shot. All right, boys, well done. Uh, first one in the books. Hey, Kev, don't be afraid to say hi to me and Warren, huh? When you're doing the telecast. <laughs> Give us a little love, man. All right? Oh, well, maybe I'll do that. I'll try to do that okay. tomorrow. How about a little Andy? Carol yes, Burnett? Like, pull your ear or something when I'm watching, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll know it's him. Okay, we'll know it's him. Uh, thanks again to all our sponsors. Uh, we're so happy to be back uh, bringing you Inside Curling again. Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline and Nestle Boost. And thank you for listening. We've got a broadcast schedule for the weekend. I am assuming these times are Eastern. There they are right there. Yes, Saturday. Uh, the women's quarterfinals is at noon. Men's quarterfinals is at four. And women's semifinals is at eight o'clock on Saturday. And that's on Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet 1. Uh, you can watch it there. Sunday, 11 a.m., the women's final and Three o'clock on Sunday will be the men's final. All of that, of course, is on 
Sportsnet. Uh, you want to send us an email? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we do read a bunch of those emails. And uh, take on Warren. Uh, that's where Kevin and I are back again to see how much trouble you can get in Warren insidecurling at gmail.com well done boys Kev good job Uh, Warren you were very nice today you were very nice Jim I'm always nice (laughs) you're just misunderstood at times (laughs) you still scare me we'll be back again with another episode of Inside Curling Uh, take care everybody and enjoy the Boost National this weekend in North Bay see you Kevin hey thanks a lot Jimmy thanks Jim Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.